Hey everyone, I'm Cray Abbas, and this is the Craycast. We've got a great episode lined up for you today, featuring retired judge Artis Rice. She was a judge for 22 years and practiced law for 19 years before that. And we're going to be going over what it was like to be a judge, telling some specific stories from the courtroom, and maybe even giving some tips for you to stay out of trouble with the law. So thank you for joining us today, Artis. Why don't we start off with you telling us a little bit about how you first became a judge. Thanks for inviting me. I became a judge because I became convinced that I could do a better job than some of the people who were judges that I practiced before. Sometimes you'd go in front of a judge and you'd see the judge wasn't paying attention or the judge just wasn't getting it. And that was very frustrating as an attorney because I knew that if I were the judge, I would pay attention because these are such important proceedings for people. I once caught a judge who was doing the word jumble from the uh, newspaper while my client was testifying. Now this is a case where my client had been preparing for months and months to get into court and it was so disappointing to see a judge who wasn't paying attention to him. I knew I could do a better job. I'd had all kinds of law practice. I had even taught in a law school and I just became convinced that this was my role in the system of justice and fairness. Wow, be the change you want to see in the world, right? What are some things that you primarily did during your time as a judge? One of my great uh, opportunities was to have a lot of variety in the kinds of cases that I heard as a judge. I was a juvenile judge. I also did traffic court. I did small claims court. I did criminal court, which was everything from the simplest misdemeanors up to first-degree murder trials. I did civil cases a lot of car accidents, medical malpractice, contract disputes, divorces, adoptions, name changes. I did a, a wide variety of cases while I was a judge. I also had the chance to do three extra special courts while I was a judge. I did truancy court, which was a televi televised court in Des Moines. I did peer court, in which we had middle school and high school students as the jurors for the cases, and I did drug court, which is a therapy type of court trying to get drug users back on their feet. Wow, that is a lot of variety. Uh, what is one funny or interesting court story you have that you remember you might want to share from your audience from doing all these different kinds of cases? Well, first you have to kind of picture the courtroom, and the judge is sitting up above everybody else on a bench, and when there's a break or when there's lunch or whatever, then the court attendant comes in and says, District Court is now in session. The Honorable Artis Rice presiding. Please rise. And everybody in the whole courtroom stands up. Then I get up and stand behind my bench, and everybody's looking at me, and I say, you may be seated. And one time, my chair had rolled out on the plastic floor covering too far, and I when I went to go sit down, I sat right on the floor and missed my chair entirely. <laughs> and all the jurors are watching. I, they, probably some of them were laughing. But I had to, like, crawl back up again, stand up, and say, good afternoon. I'm going to be seated now. <laughs> well, hey, you're the judge, so they can't laugh at you, maybe. You That's know? right. Another time I really uh, wanted to tell you about, was, which was so unusual, we had a trial going on, and the defendant in the trial owned a motorcycle, and he loved this motorcycle so much, he had named it Angel, and it was all painted 
with angel wings. It was pink and so forth. And he was trying to convince the jury how much he loved his motorcycle. And so his attorney said to him, you even have a tattoo of your motorcycle, don't you? And the, and the guy was on the witness stand. He stood up. He said, yes, I'll show it to you. And his attorney said, no, no, don't show it to us. But he said, yes, I want to show it to you. And he lifted up his shirt. And this was a gigantic guy. Lifted up his shirt. And here he's standing with his big bare belly hanging out with a big tattoo of his motorcycle wow. on it. And so his attorney had to say, put your shirt on. And I said, put your shirt on and sit down. <laughs> but that, I think the uh, jury was pretty shocked at that one. One more thing. You probably don't think about this, but when you're doing jury duty, uh, sitting in the courtroom, some of the things you hear are really interesting and some of the things you hear are really boring. And so one afternoon, right after lunch, we had a witness who was going on and on about a contract, blah, 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 and paragraph three, and then paragraph five, and I think you look at paragraph seven, and you could tell the jurors were kind of like really getting a little sleepy. And one guy fell asleep and started snoring really loudly. And so I'm supposed to take care of that somehow. Occasionally I see jurors nodding off, but I never had someone who snored so loudly to interrupt mm -hmm. the person. So we had to stop the proceedings, take a break. I had to advise everybody that if they were sleepy, stretch around a little bit, maybe have some coffee, take some deep breaths, because we need everyone awake for this trial. <laughs> of course. Nice. Those are some uh, certainly interesting stories. So, uh, you know, you, you saw over a lot of courts. What is the most common law violation that you saw during your job that you think could be avoided? I, I'm not saying that my audience is like criminals here, but some of our audience members might find this information useful. Thank you for asking that. You know, most people don't start out to be criminals. Most people start out making stupid decisions or just doing things that are unwise and not thinking about the consequences. And a lot of the cases I saw where people got in trouble either by harming themselves or someone else or getting arrested for a crime involved alcohol or drugs. Because when you use alcohol or drugs, you kind of lose control over your good judgment mm -hmm. and you may do things that are stupid or criminal and not think about those consequences. And what's really sad is this can turn really nice people into criminals because people who are using drugs get involved in robberies, they get involved in murders. Most of the murder trials that I had when I was a judge involved drugs in some way, usually stealing from drug dealers or stealing from the drug dealer's customers. So the farther you can stay away from drugs and alcohol, the easier your life is going to be. Wow. That that's is good my advice. Know. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's about all we have time for today, even though I'm sure we could talk on and on about this for a while. Uh, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us. And hopefully today we've inspired at least one law student or avoided at least one, one crime. <laughs> thank you, listener, for tuning into the Craycast. And I hope you'll join us on our next episode where I interview the creator of the Brimmed Hat. See you then.